Welcome to the Healing Grove Podcast. I'm Dr. Kristen Ryman, an integrative holistic family physician, author of Life After Lyme, and host in this virtual space of learning, healing, and growing. I believe humans are like trees, and our physical limb is only one of many. Health on all limbs of the tree, emotional, conceptual, social, spiritual, is absolutely required for the whole tree that is you to be vibrantly well. I created the Healing Grove podcast as a place to showcase some of the world's best integrative and holistic medicine, to expose you to transformative tools and mindset shifts for all limbs of your tree. I hope you enjoy our conversation in the Healing Grove today as much as I enjoyed having it. Hi, Katie. Hey, Kristen. So great to see you. Let me introduce you to everybody. So everyone, this is my friend, Katie Rampin. She is a wellness empowerment coach who is dedicated to creating a thriving world through healthier living, one family at a time. So you can see why we get along, right? Eight years ago, and then again in March of this year, Katie was diagnosed with breast cancer. As a mother of two children, she knew it was time to spring into action and reclaim her health and her life, not only for herself, but for her kids and family. Katie embarked upon a quest to learn more deeply about cancer and health in general. As a result, she uncovered a lot of eye-opening and little-known information that made her realize that we each need, herself included, to start taking greater responsibility for our health. We are in the age of information overload and confusing messages. Understanding this, Katie offers families both expertly curated information and insights, as well as practical strategies and advice to help them transform their worry and overwhelm into self-empowerment and solutions. And I am so delighted to bring you today, my friend, Katie Rampin. So welcome. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm really, really glad you agreed to talk to this group because you have such a lot of hard-won and important information for everybody. But before we get into that, I wonder if you would just tell us a little bit about what brought you to this place on your healing journey. Okay, so um, yeah, I think it's not unusual for people who get sick to sort of start taking a deep dive. you go through uh, many different stages, you know, I mean, denial and all kinds of stuff. But, and then, and then you're, you know, you're in treatment, right? A lot of you're in treatment, whatever the doctors or um, there's this, you're paralyzed, but then it's like you get into action and you get a treatment plan in place. But a lot of times you don't have time to actually do the research, especially with something like cancer. It's, it's, um, you know, that word instills such fear in people and for good reason. I mean, a lot of people die from cancer. So, um, but so for me, I I wasn't able to right at the beginning, you know, do the deep dive. But once I started on my healing journey um, and I'd sort of gotten the the surgery and some stuff out of the way, I, you know, I started researching and I guess what was, what was so shocking for me is that um, as much as I love my medical team was awesome. I had great doctors. I was very fortunate, but, um, I think that in this country or maybe just culturally, I don't know, we, we tend to believe that somebody else, this is, this is the, the crux of my company is that somebody else out there is responsible for our health, right? Like the, the doctors know everything or, well, this could have caused my cancer because it's on the market. So it has to be safe, right? Because we have FDA, we have things in place to keep us safe. But the reality that I came into was that 
as I was doing my research, I would go back to my oncologist and I would ask questions. And the doctors didn't know the answers. And sometimes they had the wrong answers, like, you know, for things like, well, I read that sugar feeds cancer. And they'd be like, no, that's not true. What? I mean, and, and then I had to like really look into it and be like sure that I wasn't just, you know, you know, because it's true, you can't believe everything you read on the internet, but I like vetted it pretty hard. And it's like, it's, it's a known fact. So there were things like that and the aluminum that's in your deodorant. And it wasn't even so much like, and I'm very much an everything in moderation person, but just the fact that the doctors were telling me things were okay, that are not okay. Like my whole question was, I don't want this to come back. How do I prevent a reoccurrence? And the doctors didn't know, like the doctors that I went to, they're all about just treating it and then just monitoring you. And literally, you know, when I went back this last March and my doc, it's like, what do you mean I have cancer again? Right? Like that, how can that happen? It's because she herself is amazing. She is a highly trained physician, but she knows nothing about nutrition. She knows nothing about detoxification, nothing about alternative medicine, nothing about healing the whole person. It's not her fault. She's a wonderful doctor, but she doesn't know it all. And so what I realized is like, I can't depend on somebody else to keep me healthy. I need to, I need, and the thing is, there's just so much that we don't know that we don't know. And here's my big phrase, what we don't know can hurt us. But if you know about it, oh my gosh, then you have a choice, right? It's like, I now know alcohol is not good, right? It's, it's not good for our health. Like, does that mean I don't drink alcohol anymore? No, I still do. But I know now it's like, I, ha I have to think like, is it worth it? Do I want to drink all the time? No, probably not. It's going to increase my chances of having other diseases. So I didn't know that before. I was drinking every night with dinner. Nobody ever told me, oh, did you know that drinking every night, you know, like I just thought it was normal. Doesn't everybody drink beer or wine with dinner every night? Um, well, and some people do. Some people can get away. I mean, that's the flip side. People will say, well, I know people that are alcoholics so they don't get cancer. Yeah, you can't, you can't look at it that way. You have to come from a point of these are the things we know that, you know, can cause problems. And then you need to make the decision as to how much risk am I willing to take? But if you don't even know about it, if you don't even know that what you put in your body can hurt you, that what you, you are what you eat, and people know that on some level, but I don't think they really know that the food that we're putting in our bodies is literally killing us. I mean, it's just, it's, it's so. So there's I mean, so much in there. I'll hold, I'm, I'm going to stop you because I want to back up to yeah. that moment where you show up at your doctor's office, who you love, who you have a beautiful relationship with, who you trust with all this information that you've been researching and learning about. And you bring that to her and she's like, Oh yeah, yeah. never mind that stuff. Like, what was that like for you? It, it, it was really, it, it was, it was tough. Well, let me tell you, because it's, it's, they just, they, she invalidated, not only did she invalidate, well, here's the thing at the time I will actually, I'll go back because I was still a newbie at this. Right. And I wasn't so in convicted as I am now, like now eight years of me following other doctors and other information. And okay, now I know, 
Okay, but back then I still didn't really know. It was a question. And I figured, well, she will know. And so there was a part of me that was, I will say, I kept using my regular deodorant because I asked her point blank. I've had lymph node removed from my armpits and I read, you know, that aluminum is toxic and it closed, you know, so that should I change deodorants to natural deodorant? No, it's fine. Okay, so what did I do? I kept using that deodorant for years. So, yeah, I mean, when I then learned that, oh my God, I'm actually harming myself, I was kind of, yeah, there's a part of me that was like angry. Like, why didn't she at least say, well, we don't really know, or, or maybe it could be harmful. You might want to look into it as opposed to, you know, what she did is she made me feel, I actually left that doctor, but I will say, you know, she, her attitude was just continue doing what you're doing now. You're out of the woods. Like you've had the surgery. I mean, I had a double, it was very radical. I had a double mastectomy. Um, and then I went on tamoxifen and the point, you know, was like, you'll be fine. But, and clearly that was not the case. So um, it, it, it just, it just, it just boggled my brain that, that that's the thing. I think they're even in this, but they just want to, they want to make you feel like there's nothing you could have done. There's nothing you can do. Right. When I first was diagnosed, that was what people said. They said, it's not your fault. There's nothing you could have done. It's, it's genetic. And, it, and in my case, it, it wasn't. I did the BRCA testing. I don't have the gene. So I just, I just don't feel like it makes you feel better at the time. Like I felt better. I'm like, oh, yay, I can keep drinking. I can keep eating, eating all the sugar because I love sugar, I'll tell you. Um, I, you know, all this stuff, right? I don't want to give up drinking. I don't want, like, that's what you want to hear from your doctor. So she told me what I wanted to hear at the time. So I don't fault her for that. But I do fault her for this is her job. She is an oncologist. And my question was to her was, how do I prevent this from happening to me again? And she did not know. And she doesn't have the time or the whatever inclination to, you know, go down that path. So then I say, but there are other doctors now. There are people like you. There are people that are amazing now that look at the whole person, that look at holistic. And I just... I'm, I'm so excited for that because I think there is a new, I think the medicine in this country is turning around a little bit. And a lot now is, I mean, even the insurance companies put more credence on prevention. You know, you could now go for a well visit and it's covered once a year, right? It's, you know, it's no cost for you to get a preventative OBGYN exam, for example. And you should take advantage of those because it's so much better to prevent disease than to get it. You and I know that. Once you get sick, it's such an uphill battle to get your health back. That's what I'm dealing with now, again, for the second time. But if you just live a healthy lifestyle from the get-go, wow, you know? So that's what I want people to do. I want to prevent this from happening to anyone. Yes, I help people who already are in my situation, but more than anything in the world, I want everyone to just know what they need to know to live healthy. And it's your choice. Like you don't, you know, it does just what I preach. You don't have to do everything on my list. You, you know, you've got, you know, the bucket theory. It's just, but our buckets are overfilling and we gotta, we gotta let some of that out. We gotta make choices. Yeah. So I make some hard choices. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you speaking to the anger and frustration 
but also to the hope, because I think you're right. I think medicine is changing. And when you talked about, you know, you asked her about these things and she's supposed to know everything. Well, she probably does know everything that she was taught, but she and I weren't taught about nutrition in medical school. We weren't taught really about prevention. I mean, what prevention means and frankly, even what wellness visits look like, you know, it's screening for disease and giving vaccinations and checking off your little list of, have I done the appropriate, you know, did I do a colonoscopy at the right time for this person based on the evidence and the most recent guideline? It's not about, um, talking to people about the many, many things that they can be doing on a daily basis to empower themselves and prevent illness from taking root. So I want to hear what's on your list. When I first met you, that was my big question for you. Like, if you knew, if you knew then what you know now, like, what would you have told your former self so that you could have made some of those changes to prevent getting breast cancer in the first place? Wow. Um, so my, um, You'll find that um, I, I have something called my seven simple steps to a healthier you, um, which are ways to prevent disease. And a lot of um, people I follow also have, it's, it's funny, actually, two doctors I follow that are alternative, both have like seven, seven things. Like there's something magical about seven. But anyway, the, the point is they will all tell you it's like pieces of a puzzle, right? And you got to have all the pieces, right? They'll even say, yeah, okay, you, if you, you know, you can detoxify, you can eat right, you can sleep right, you know, so here's, here's my big areas, what, what, what goes in, right? Um, so what you eat, what you drink, um, exercise, um, then there's the, 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 the big component that um, most people forget, which is the mental side, right? So your mental health, which includes things like um, mindfulness and gratitude, um, yoga, well, yoga also, so there's also exercise, but yoga fits into two categories. It's both exercise and it's mental, which is why I love it because it's, it's physical exercise, but it's also the mind. So it's, that's why it's. You get to be efficient. You get to kill two birds with one. Exactly. Exactly. Which I, I love to do. And you know, people used to say, I've been doing yoga for, um, I don't know, 18 years now. Um, and people will say, wow, you must really love yoga. And I'll go, well, do I love doing yoga? Not so much. I love the results yoga gets me, right? Like I know when I haven't done yoga in a week, my body will tell me. So yes, it's like, and, and people have this image of, of, of mindfulness or meditation, like it's sitting there home and, 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 and reaching this, you know, I had that myth before I started being practicing in mindfulness groups and stuff. It's not like that at all. I mean, it's, 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 it's actually just being present in the moment. And it's also mindfulness, of course, is so much about not trying to change things, right? But, but, but being okay with things the way they are. And what you find is, especially when you like have uh, an illness or something you're dealing with, like cancer that gives you so much fear, what you realize you're living so much either in the past or in the present, I mean, in the future, and you're not really spending a whole lot of time right now. Like right now, am I fine? Yes, I am fine. In this moment, it's like, I'm talking to you. It's wonderful. I'm fine. But if I start worrying about, you know, my testing that, you know, next week and, oh, is my, this going to come back? And, oh, you know what I mean? My blood test. 
wow, then all of a sudden I'm not fine, you know? I mean, it's, so it's really, but it's like, if you just look right the here and now, you, you find more often than not, you're actually fine. And if you just, and then you're just like, if you live in that, oh, all of a sudden you feel better. Like it, it works as a, so, um, okay, so that was five, um, you know, detoxification is a big one. And again, I would always ask my doctors about this. And most doctors don't know anything about detoxification. Oh, you don't need to do that. Or that's just, you know, whatever, that's ridiculous. And I love somebody, I, something I read or somebody I followed, they were like, think about it. I mean, it's like you change the oil on your car, right? Like I've been around for over 50 years. So, you know, there's a lot of SHIT that's built up in my body. And you, you want to get rid of it. That's why you want to do programs like your program. You want to, you know, elimination diet and stuff like that. You want to clean house every now and then, and then just focus on putting the good stuff back in. And, you know, I could go in so many ways. I, I, I know I could talk forever, but I will say, you know, people say, oh, well, I eat healthy and, you know, and I don't need supplements, that kind of thing. The thing is, our food today is not the same as it used to be, right? It's even if you eat, you know, vegetables, and they don't have the nutrients. They, you know, our soils are depleted. We've got all the glyphosate issues. So it's really, it's not easy to get the nutrition we need. It's, it, it, it takes work. It takes some thought process. And um, so, you know, and I know I, I'll, and I'm like everybody else, you know, I'm not perfect on any of this stuff, but because um, I'll just say like, oh, it's just so much easier to get something and stick it in the microwave or whatever, the processed food. Yeah, yeah you can do that once in a while, but you can't be doing that every day. You just can't. Your, body yeah. is, your body's gonna tell you. Yeah, eventually the rubber meets the road, for yeah. sure. So I'm gonna ask you to, to whittle it down now to three. And if you could go back to the pre-cancer number one, Katie Rampin, and be like, listen, you need to do this, this, and this. Like, what would be your specifics for you before the first cancer? Um, for me, well, uh, one thing we didn't talk about that's in my three things um, is, well, screening methods are another issue. I don't want to spend too much time on that, because, but, but I had a lot of mammograms early on, and... Um, let's 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 be real a lot of cancer treatment causes cancer so mammograms cause cancer um chemo and radiation absolutely cause cancer so again these are things like these are standard practices today but you have to take a deep dive and look at the pros and cons and the risks versus i'll tell you right now for this sec my, for my first first round um, because I had DCIS, which I won't go into all the specifics of my specifics, it, you know, it's, it's pretty complicated. But the bottom line is, I didn't have to do chemo and radiation for my first time. With this, with this recurrence, they actually suggested that I do do chemo and radiation. However, I know, because I've researched this stuff, but most people would not, that chemo and radiation is the last thing I want to do for my body. Like that it will short term, yeah, maybe get rid of the cancer, but long term, I'm in, I'm in worse shape for sure. So, um, but those are decisions that everyone's got to make. But my point is, again, you've got to get, you've got to get the information. You've got to look, don't just, if your doctor just says, yeah, you could do, because that, they, you know, they don't know. So that's my point of where you got to reach out to people like me that know about this other stuff. And I'm not going to tell you what to do. 
but you got to at least know what options. So that's, that's one, I would say, look at your method. You know, you, you need to screen for breast cancer. Absolutely. The best way to do that is self exams. I was not doing them. So learn what it is, you know, what you're looking for and do self exams because even if you go every year to your um, OBGYN, there are 364 days in between that your cancer can pop up. My lump came back. I had seen my doctor six months before and I all of a sudden had like a several set, you know, centimeter tumor that I found. She didn't find it. So there's so much for, you know, being followed. So again, this goes back to take responsibility yourself. I mean, my message is really clear. So that's number one. Number two, um, you know, obviously there were all the, I, I okay, there's, uh, here's, here's one for me. I am a very frugal person. So spending money does not come easy to me. So for a long time, I pushed back against orga things like organic because it's not worth the money. I will tell you, it is worth the money <laughs> because getting sick, you know, like cancer will cost you way more than, you know, 50 cents more for the organic version of whatever. So I buy hundred percent organic now. It's not easy for me to do to pay the extra money. I know it's expensive, but you are worth it. Your health is worth it. And let me tell you, you do not want to get sick because nothing is more expensive than getting sick. I, you know, it'll bankrupt. And luckily we had good insurance. Otherwise I would have been up shit's Creek. Um, and Three, I will say is, oh, and I think I, I, I did two and a half. Cancer is not mostly genetic. It's only like two to 5% genetic. So most cancer, not genetic. Therefore, don't, don't be worried if you have it in your family and now, oh, I'm going to get it. But conversely, don't be like, oh, well, my mom and whatever didn't have it, so I'll be fine. No. Everyone needs to be concerned. Okay, and lastly, for me, and I think this is where your question was, I did not address the mental um, aspect of it, right? So for me, this healing journey, more than anything, more than, I, let's, let's be real, I've been, I'm a wellness and, you know, empowerment coach. So I've been doing a lot of the other stuff on my list. I've been doing the yoga, the mind, I, I've been doing a lot of it. What I didn't do is I didn't clean, I haven't cleaned up toxic relationships and that will do it. Stress, I had a lot of stress in my life. Um, I was living pretty much from the day that my kids were born. I, that's, that has been my job is to make, everything has been about them. Therefore, self-care kind of went out the window and I didn't, didn't take my own needs into account, right? My own feelings. So what I realized is I, I realized in the last couple of years is I'm lacking on self-love and, you know, people think it's selfish or it's not. Um, Self-care is the greatest gift. Not only you could give to yourself, but to your family. You know that when you get on the airplane, they say, put the mask over your muscles and then do it to your kids. How can you be there for your kids if you don't take care of yourself first, right? And that was my mistake. I wanted to be there for my kids so much so that I, you know, allowed to be in sort of a toxic relationship with someone who didn't love me. And I wasn't getting any acknowledgement. I wasn't getting any love. 
um, and is very stressful. I lived a very stressful life for over a decade. Well, guess what? Cancer takes like a decade to develop. So, you know, and the fact that it came back, well, yeah, I haven't fixed that. You know, I said, well, I'm going to stay in this relationship for my kids, but what's really best for my kids is probably that I do what's best for me and then I can take care of them. So, but that's been a really long road for me to get to. Um, and the self-love is, you know, I just, that's radical for me. Like, you know, like I would, you know, people that would, anyway, I just, you know, the thought like, oh, people that love themselves, like that's a bad thing somehow, right? But it's not. And I realize, yeah, like I've just discovered my self-worth in the last couple, like the last year. And, um, so that's the journey I'm on now. And I would say, and I've heard it from so many doctors, the mental part is so important the, you know, getting rid of the stress and the joy and, the, and again, I'd say like a gratitude practice or, or just focusing on the positive. I will publicly admit that I was a pretty negative person. Like I see the glass half empty. A lot of times I tend to, you know, and, and that's normal by the way, that's human nature. We are, we have that, right? It's, 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 um, the, can't think of the word of it right now, not the negativity complex. I'm trying to think, you know what I'm talking about, right? Um, anyway, I there's three that it's normal. A lot of people have that, right? Where yeah, they the negativity <laughs> bias. That's what it's called. The negativity bias. It's part of like what helps us survive. So our, we're, we're, we're trained our brain. This is all brain stuff that I've researched as well. And it's like, you know, we needed to be able to survive. So we needed to, to like see all the negative and like, oh, is that going to be a problem? Is that going to be a problem? And that's what we focus on. But in a modern world, we don't want to be focusing on that all the time, right? Because our cortisol, like when you're stressed out all the time or you're unhappy all the time, your cortisol levels are flowing. And that's all, that's all unhealthy stuff. That's, those are, you know, we are chemical beings. And um, I guess the other message I will give is that this I've just come into lately is like the power of the mind. OMG, right? Like you can actually, people have healed themselves without any, you know, treatment, you know, like just like just the power of your mind. Now, is it easy to do? No, I'm not going to like say, Oh, I'll just think, Oh, I hope my cancer will go away. Okay. No, it's not that easy, but it can be done. And it's because if you're mentally in the, the right spot, you will release the right chemicals. You can actually heal your body. I mean, like, wow. How, like, mind-blowing is that? But I, I, used to, I used to think that was all foo-foo stuff, right? Like, all that stuff. Like, oh, that's not real. That's not scientific. It is scientific, right? If you want, if you want to know more on that, um, You Are the Placebo by Joe Dispenza. He spent his life looking at the science behind what I'm talking about, and it exists. So exciting. So I'm going to ask then, because you mentioned you are being offered chemo and radiation this round for your recurrence, and you're not really interested in taking that. What are you, what are you doing? So good. Yeah. So um, what I did do is I did opt to do um, surgery. I, I had, I have the tumor removed. Uh, I had a lumpectomy um, because it was a little bit like sometimes you do have to deal with as they put out the fire, right? Like it was growing rather rapidly and whatever. Um, but what I'm doing is really a lot of self-care. Um, I am, I'm actually was doing a, again, like I read 
I read You Are the Placebo because I wanted to, like, how do, how do these people miraculously, spontaneously, whatever, heal themselves? Like, how is that possible? So I wanted to find out about that. So that's part of what I'm doing. I'm doing, I, there's a book called Mirror Work by Louise Hay. And that's part of the self-love. It's like literally you, you spend time each day. This is harder than you think. Looking into a mirror and saying, I love you, Katie Rampin. I really love you. I know you're doing your best and you're awesome or whatever it is, you know, you, self-affirmations, right? Um, so I'm doing that. Um, I spent this last week connecting with my inner child. Um, I had my kids here and went to the beach and just played. Like how much, how many of us don't play? I don't, I don't can't remember the last time I played with my children and their teenagers are like, you know, 14 and 17. So, but we all have an inner child in us and we need to connect to that because again, the joy, the love. So that's, so really I would say, and then I'm spending time apart right now from my, um, my other half because we were kind of, you know, whatever. So that, you know, I have some time to heal. And um, when I'm ready, then I'll go back and we'll see what the next chapter brings. But I'm just very aware now that I need to take care of me. And there's nothing selfish about that. I actually will help more people. I wanna be around a long time so that I can get this message out to people and I think I can help a lot of people. So I gotta take care of me first and then I can help take care of all of you. Awesome. And for people who wanted to connect with you during your journey, I know you have a Facebook group, right? Can, can, can anyone join that who wants to kind of yeah. follow along? So and have, um, yeah. So my company's is, is Katie's Healthy Families. Um, and you could find, I have a, I have a regular Facebook page um, that's open to anybody. That's sort of general health information. But more specifically, I formed a private Facebook group called Kicking Breast Cancer with Katie. Um, you can you can look it up. You will have to ask to join because it's private. Why do I do that? Because I want a safe, comfortable environment. You do have to agree that you know you're gonna abide by you know everyone's privacy. That you're not gonna you know advertise or whatnot. Um, I don't want just any you know you know no one's bombing into it, right? I want people that legitimately um, want to prevent cancer or are on a healing journey or know someone. I mean, you can be a caregiver. You don't have to be the one with cancer. If you know someone, that's fine too. Just, I just, just want your interest, but yes, you can, anyone can ask to join and I will, I will admit you. And it's, it's really wonderful. It's a really cool, we were already getting people, helping people out because really um, cancer, what I've learned about cancer, it's community is super important for healing, right? Because every, nobody understands like other people that are going through what you're going through. And then you'd be amazed, like, oh, I'm having this issue. And then, oh, we'll try this. You know, like people, people that have been there, it might be a couple steps ahead of you or whatever. Um, obviously, like I said, I have some, now I've been through, this is my second time, but every time it's a little different and I'm dealing with different things. So we all support each other. So community is really um, important. Beautiful. Such an important message to end with. Is there anything else that you would love to say to this community of people listening who might be coming from a place of prevention, you know, kind of they're thinking about their future selves and other people who might be really struggling to get out of a complex chronic situation. What might you say to them from your heart that hasn't yet been said? I would just say, believe it's possible. Like it, you can 
what what you believe will be so right what and so if you believe you can heal yourself like you may have been to 20 doctors and they can't figure out what's wrong with you but i bet you know what's wrong with you right and i bet you can heal your body and one thing we didn't talk about is 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 your gut right your gut is your second brain and there's a whole reason why they know how important the gut is to our health but sometimes you got to trust your gut and for me this was really hard i tell you i was in a panic like i i think the reason that this i got cancer again was just to prove that i am strong enough to trust my gut because there was a there was a point at which you know they're pushing pretty hard for me to do chemo and radiation and there's a part i i was i was afraid so i was like oh my god am i actually going to do this i'm so against it but am i going to do this because i'm so afraid and this is what the doctors are telling me and then i went whoa no step back there's a reason i spent the last 8 years researching what i've been doing it was so that when this moment happened i could say no i know better I know in my gut what's going to heal me. I know what's going to make me better. And that's not it. And I now see other women choosing that path, but I see them choosing it out of fear. And that's the wrong reason. I tell them, okay, if you want to do chemo, fine. But not don't go in there for fear. Go in there knowing that this chemo is going to heal me. It's going to cure me. Now, knowing what I know, I can't do that because it, it kills everything in sight. So... I can't do it. But if you can get to that place, then do it. But if you're going in there afraid, oh, I, I got to kill this chemo, I got to kill this cancer, it's not going to work. And I've known people to done it and not healed their cancer. And I don't want that to happen. I want, I want everyone to be healed, whatever it takes. But just know that you know better than anyone else how that can happen. And you've got to trust yourself, trust your gut. And it doesn't help to have good people on your team, like you and me. We help to help along the way, you know, and a, and a community. We said that. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healing Grove podcast. If you liked it, please be sure to like and subscribe. And if you want to deepen your experience further, consider grabbing a copy of the Healing Grove playbook. With journal prompts for this podcast and 41 others, it's the perfect place to record your learnings, keep track of the tools you explore, and reflect on your own experience. Finally, it's important to mention that even though I am a doctor, nothing you hear on this podcast, whether from myself or my guests, constitutes medical advice. Any intervention you try should always be discussed with and supervised by a trusted member of your own healing team. Thanks for listening, and see you next time in the Healing Grove.